It's time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to our 58th episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress. So you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. In today's episode, I am really excited to be discussing a little bit more, actually for the first time, I don't know why I just said a little bit more, because we'll be discussing it for the first time, the the cost benefit or the pros and cons of certain decisions that we make. Because it's amazing how it can impact our stress levels if we're not aware of the up and downside of decisions that we might be making. Now, you might be wondering, what the heck are you talking about, Dr. M? Haven't you just come off the back of uh, a super inspiring week in Bali and an amazing experience? Absolutely, I have. And I'm looking forward to sharing a little bit more about that in just a moment. One of the other things that I did share last week, and before I get stuck into today's episode, if you did listen to episode 57, apologies for how fast I was speaking. I actually listened back to the recording and I thought I must have hit fast forward on like double time and a half on my phone. And then I realized, no, no, I just didn't realize I could actually warp time with how quickly I could talk. I knew I spoke fast, but it was a whole new learn last week. So apologies for how quick I was speaking. I was actually recording last week's episode from the reception in the Laguna Hotel in Nusa Dua. So whether it was me feeling a little self-conscious of, of recording whilst there was other people around, who knows? But uh, I didn't actually know that. I, as I said, I know I can talk fast. I didn't know I could talk that fast. But anyway, I digress. One of the reasons why last week actually had as inspired today's episode is that some of you who have listened to episode 57, you'll remember that I mentioned that in the three previous times that I'd been to Bali, is that I had got barley belly quite badly. I've had gut issues, gut sensitivities really since I was quite little. When I was in kindergarten, they actually thought that I had glandular fever, but I didn't. I actually had a really um, bad case of giardia and I was off school for quite quite a long time while they were trying to figure out exactly what was going on. And what's become clear is that uh, this is an issue that is since has always been the sensitivity for me. And I was having a great chat with my great mate, Dr. Damien Christoph, before I left. About as soon as I made the decision that I was, I was going to Bali, I rang DK and I said, what do I need to do to try and avoid it? Damien's actually been with me in Bali a couple of times when I've been unwell. And, uh, and so he gave me some advice and I said, well, now DK, cause now I'm, I'm so much healthier. Surely, surely this will mean that I won't get Bali belly. And he said, Dr. M, it is highly likely because you are carrying less weight because you are healthier and because your gut is much cleaner, you will get it worse. And I went, oh, that's not good. So anyway, so I did all the preparation that I needed to do or thought that I needed to do to try and avoid it completely. And the long and the long, to cut a very long story short is that basically I did get barley belly while I was away. Thank God it only, and thank universe, is it only knocked me out for about half a day um, and a full day of feeling not real well. But realistically, I, I lost half a day, which was not too bad compared to other trips that I've had. So I'd like to think that prior preparation actually meant that I didn't go down quite as hard and I certainly managed it very differently while I was over there as soon as I got it. So all of these things add up to being good learns. But what's that got to do with cost benefit of decisions? Well, I decided to go to Bali knowing full well that I might get sick and I did get sick. 
I don't think I manifested it. Unfortunately, I got some pool water in my mouth. That would probably what kicked it off. Um, there's always one thing I can trace it back to where I go, ah, that was the moment. And there was a moment at a particular afternoon event that we were at where that happened. So I, I, as soon as it happened, I went, oh, that's not good. Um, but anyway, I digress. The point of my story is, is that sometimes we make decisions to do things because we know the benefits are going to far outweigh the costs. And did me going to Bali and experiencing AFES with the Mind Valley crew outweigh a little bit of Bali belly? Hell, yes, it did. It was a transformational four days. I experienced things that I would never have experienced before, met people that I would never have met before from all around the world had I A, stayed home, or B, chosen to go and do a different sort of um, holiday. Uh, because you, you, well, I can't, I can't pull together. Well, at this point, anyway, it wouldn't have been possible in a short period of time to pull together 400 amazing people from all over the world into the one room so that I could meet the particular people that I needed to meet over the four days. I hope that makes sense. So it's, it's amazing how sometimes we make decisions knowing that there might be a bit of pain, but there's going to be a whole lot of upside to it. Um, <clears throat> when we're making certain decisions. And the reason why this comes into then understanding how we manage our stress is absolutely, my body was under stress then. And so it meant that I needed to be able to manage that as well as possible. So A, I lost as little time as possible while I was over there. B, obviously, so I recovered as quickly as possible. And now coming home is making sure I'm taking all the measures to be um assured, if you like, that I've got rid of all of the parasite. Because one of the things that I've had happen over previous experiences, which some of you listening back may have also experienced, is that I've thought I've been over them, but then I've noticed that I've been quite fatigued for a month or, month or six weeks or one particular trip. It was, it was a few months that I really was feeling quite off um, because I never did what I needed to do or I had an un- I was unaware that I actually still needed to be getting rid of the particular bug that was in my belly, or as I like to call it, Barry bugs. That's a story for another time. But how often in life do we do that? Right? Is that we actually make decisions that the the pleasure is far outweighs the pain? I don't know about you guys. I know there's been times where I've decided to have an extra glass of red wine or an extra vodka and soda, and and perhaps thought the next morning that. Maybe I shouldn't have done that when I wasn't feeling so well the next day. I do that a far far less often these days, but it usually happens once or twice a year where you go, oh, that's why I don't do that anymore. But in saying that, the night before was a wonderful night that was really enjoyable. And so there's times, that, as I said, there's times that we do that and we just need to make sure we're weighing up, well, what's the cost and the benefit? It happens with food. It happens when we're making choice around what we're going to eat. Uh, one of the things that I now put into play in when I'm making decisions around what foods I'm eating, uh, and you would have heard me speaking about this on earlier episodes, is that if I'm choosing to eat, let's say, a piece of amazing chocolate cake, is that I'm going to enjoy the piece of amazing chocolate cake. I might know, particularly if it's a glutinous piece of chocolate cake, that half an hour after I had said piece of cake, I might get a sore belly. But I actually make a conscious decision as to whether or not I'm going to do that, enjoy it, not feel guilty about it, and wear the consequences later. Does that make sense? It's about being making conscious choice versus being led unconsciously and then having guilt or regret afterwards because it can make a big, big difference in not just how you're uh, managing your stress but how you're using it in the future as well. 
we, as I said, we can do that around food, whether that's good food or bad food, because when we're making conscious choice about putting good food into our body, we're putting good water like our Azazen alkaline water into our system, whether it's we're putting in less coffee, whether we're having apple cider vinegar, all of these different things are choices that we make consciously. Now, sometimes when we're standing in front of the fridge and we're choosing between a choice that you know is going to move you closer towards your goal or a choice that will give you perhaps immediate satisfaction, but you know it's A, going to give you a sore belly or B, it's going to move you further away from your goal, is if we can start making conscious choice with our brain driving our body, not our body driving our brain. We've spoken a little bit about that. And if you listen to the Breaking Bad series, we, I went into quite a lot of detail a few episodes ago, is that we really want to make sure our brain is driving our body in that choice. Because it's amazing as we start to make more and more conscious choice and we quickly, it doesn't have to be a long-winded, I'm not suggesting that you grab a piece of paper and write down 20 pros and cons of everything you put in your mouth or choices that we make around what we're drinking or even choices around what we, where we're going off on holidays. Those perhaps that does need to be a, a bigger decision, but it's one of those things where the more conscious we can become, the more awake we can become to the decisions that we're making in our daily lives, the easier it becomes to start recognizing, managing and using our stress so that you can start using it for good rather than it starting to use you. Or as I like to say, so that you can be the queen over it rather than it being the queen over you. So BQS listeners, this week, what I would love you to do is your action step this week is be more conscious. Might sound a bit out there and woo woo, but it really isn't. It couldn't get more scientific and straightforward is being more conscious in your choice rather than doing things automatically. It's said that by the time we're 35, most of our behaviors are actually automated. What does that mean? That means that by the time we're 35 is we don't think before we act. We've done it so often is that our behaviors become such a habitual thing is that we do before we think. So what I'd love you to do this week, and it can feel a little bit tiring sometimes when you first start doing this, it's like, what am I doing? Is that to get your brain back in charge of your body versus your body being in charge of your brain is that it takes conscious thought and it can seem a little bit tiring at first, but your action step this week, BQS listeners, is to being conscious thought more. Be less, a little less automated with your thoughts, unless your automated actions are perfect. And I don't know too many people that automated actions are perfect because it's a, a matter of constantly slipping and checking and making sure we're not going back into old uh, habits that no longer serve us. I hope that all makes sense. So remember your action step this week is to become more conscious. Now, if you want support and you want to actually join the BQS movement, you are welcome to do that. We have a closed Facebook group, uh, ironically on Facebook that you just need to click to request to join and we'll let you in. And we I post in there most days, uh, a variety of different things. And, uh, and that might help you on your journey as well. A quick update on the book too. Don't think I've forgotten that, those of you who follow along each week, is the launch date for the BQS book, title to be confirmed, is still the 15th of March. It has been started. So I'm a bit excited about that. I've I've nutted out the premise of it and it is, is underway. So it is very exciting. So for those of you who want to be at the book launch, it will be in the 15th of March. It will be in my local area of Shell Harbour and tickets should 
I don't know if they're actually live yet, but tickets will be live very, very shortly if you do want to make the journey to come and join us or if you're local to Shell Harbour and you know you want to be there. The other thing is, is we have a fabulous day on on the 16th of March, which uh, you will want to be at if you're making the journey, particularly from out of town to come along to the to the book launch, is we've got a day that uh, will be a, a Be the Queen of Your Stress combined with Momentum Architects Day of How to Design Your Life. It's going to be phenomenal and that time of year is a great time to do it. And the reason why we chose to do it in March is that some of you might be like, why aren't you doing it in January or why aren't you doing it at the end of the year? Is we really want to uh, take the opportunity. A lot of people, once you get to the end of February or March, they've kind of thrown out their year. If they haven't achieved their resolutions, it's a conversation for another time, they throw out their year. So March can be a really, or it will be a fabulous time to make sure that perhaps what you've started with at the beginning of the year is still on track. And if it's not, making sure you're getting it back on track. So before we finish off today, BQS listeners, my top five song this week is Nobody to Love, Alex Newell. Love that track. I really like Alex Newell's stuff, actually. It's upbeat, it's high vibration. I'm really enjoying it right now. Book this week. I actually didn't read while I was away in Bali. That shocked me because usually, and I did actually buy five books to take because usually I, I read a book a day. However, what I have been doing a lot is journaling a lot. Um, and again, that's story for another time. We might talk about journaling next week, actually. De-stress last week was absolutely on Monday. My dear friend, Dr. Andrew Lees, who we, uh, who I was on in, in Bali with is, uh, he took me on an adventure day on Monday to all the secret spots that he and his husband, uh, have visited over the years in Bali. And I can honestly say the spots, we went to three different spots and I now understand why people love Bali. That might sound a bit shocking, but I never really got it. I've been three times before. The hotels were good, but I didn't really understand why there was this affection for Bali as an island itself. Monday I got it, and it was an amazing day and definitely de-stressing. Quote of this week is, you can't unremember what you've remembered, and you can't unlearn what you've learned. And so along this journey, as you've been listening to BQS, and you have hopefully been implementing tips and tricks and lessons and learns and remembering what you probably already have known is that you can't unlearn it. And so the next step is to take action with it because it's one thing not to know. It's another thing to know and not do. And that's my thought for this week. Take action, guys. If you want to see change in your life, if you want to be in a different place this time next year, then you have to start taking little steps now. So BQS listeners, that's it for this week. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week and I'll catch you next time. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.